fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, week seven. Week seven's going to be tough, guys. I'm missing a lot of players. There's some good players on by. There could be a lot of Frank Ward by lineup. What the heck? Tough week. Nothing wrong with that. Hopefully, it's awesome. It maybe this week could be. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Wednesday show. Everybody, better to have some fun. It is Wednesday, and we got the regulators coming on. Uh, a lot of trade talk, some schedule analysis, and a lot of your emails and tweets. Fantasy football at cbsi.com. I'm Adam. That was Jamie. Here's Heath Cummings. This is the second opportunity you've had to play the welcome back music at the start of the show and be all excited about something and have fun, and you missed it again. Well, who am I welcoming back? What I Carson Wentz. Oh. <laughs> right, I have a question. You got him back? We got him back. Wow. Heath did Trader all the or pickup. Picked him up off the waiver wire. Drop Philip Rivers for him. What is going uh, on, Heath? Like, what world do you live in where you just drop Philip Rivers for Carson Wentz? Um, the one where I want to score more fantasy points this week. So, did you do the way you did all of our waiver claims last week? Did you do them in two phases? Because I didn't notice that one at first. Did I just miss skip over that. No, I did them all at once. Um, okay. I just assumed that if you saw something and didn't like it, you would change it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you've done them all the last couple of weeks. So I went out and picked up Carson Wentz, Frank Gore, and Greg Olson. I'm really turning this team around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Putting you on my shoulders. I, I like it, man. You like Carson Wentz this week, I assume? Yeah, top six quarterback this week. All right, let's do it, Carson Wentz. So um, we're going to talk a lot about trade value. Let's start right off the bat with some buy lows and sell highs. Guys, give me a buy low that you really like right now. Uh, Rob Gronkowski. Again? <laughs> Again? Of course. All right. I'll allow it. The price keeps dropping. Any, are you concerned at all? I mean, it is. He's not really as involved as as we like. He yes, gave us that. But, you know, again, yeah. if if uh, I don't have a good tight end situation and I could get rid of parts, I will try and acquire talent wherever possible. Okay, Rob Gronkowski. I, I'll stick with the Patriots and say Josh Gordon. Dave brought it up as a buy low. I think on Tuesday. When, yeah, yesterday when we talked about the Sunday night game, Gordon played eighty-one percent of the snaps. You know, he was on the field. He got nine targets. They seem to like him a lot. They need that outside receiver threat. I think I like Gordon, guys. I'd be looking to make some offers. Thoughts? I agree 100%. Sure. Um, they were really close in their most recent game to having the Josh Gordon breakout game. And I think you have to, like, the way I look at it is their upside as an offense and as a team is by the time the playoffs get here, have Tom Brady and Josh Gordon on the same page. Right. Like completely. Right. If they are, the offense is unstoppable. <laughs> Quite possibly. They, they are going to run the ball a lot, maybe throw it a little bit less than we want. So, so if Josh Gordon's a buy low, is Gronkowski also a buy low or is, or can they, you know, can they coexist as must start guys? Absolutely. They can. I, I don't know that Josh Gordon can be a top 20 wide receiver. Gronk can be back to what he was and Julian Edelman can also be a top 20 wide receiver. If uh, they're yeah. going to run the ball as much as they have. That seems unlikely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a tweet about that a little bit later. A, a Heath stat to get to. Heath, uh, you have a buy low candidate? Can I do a buy low slash beat the waiver wire? Yeah. he is owned in a lot of keeper and dynasty leagues. And he's also available in a lot of redraft leagues. It's Christian Kirk. Okay. 
Since Josh Rosen took over as a starting quarterback, Kirk leads the team in target share at 21%. He's caught 78% of his targets, and he's averaging 14 yards per reception. He's 30% owned. He's 30, 30% owned. 31, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think this is a big week for him. And we don't know, but the nice thing is he's not had the enormous games or scored a touchdown yet. I don't think the Broncos look at Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk and think, okay, Chris Harris, we want you to cover Christian Kirk and let Larry Fitzgerald be. I still think Larry gets the respect cover this week and Kirk blows up. I, not to be a jerk, but, uh, he does have a touchdown. He scored one touchdown. Yes, yeah. he's not. I'm sorry. Yeah, he has scored one touchdown. That's. I meant he's not had like a string of touchdowns. Sure. He scored one touchdown in the season. That's bad. He has 77 yards or more in three of his last four games. And this, you like him this week. Uh, we're going to preview that game, the Thursday night game, Arizona and Denver. But this is his worst matchup in the next like, other than his bye, probably six weeks. San Francisco after that, they can't cover anyone. Kansas City, who actually has been all right against wide receivers lately. Oakland. Chargers, Packers, so it's a good-looking schedule for Christian Kirk coming up by in Week 9, and he is 31% owned. Um, and then, you know, we've been talking about it a lot, but the Browns have a great schedule, so I think we're all on the same page that Jarvis Landry is a good buy-low right now, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, so we got Gronk, Gordon, Christian Kirk as a buy-low slash beat the waiver wire. I just made Jarvis a uh, a low uh, low low offer. Um, a, a cheap offer for Odell Beckham to an owner that has Russell Wilson and no other quarterback on their roster. I offered Matt Ryan and Doug Baldwin for Odell. Okay, all right. Um, that would be a nice trade. Yeah, so, I made I, I made a uh, I guess sell high buy low trade yesterday. Go on. I traded Corey Clement and Chris Godwin for Jordan Howard and Brandon Cooks. Corey Clement and Godwin for Jordan Howard and. I like it. Applause. It's robbery. It's an Azer trade. <laughs> it was actually funny. It was offered to me. Oh. I, I didn't, I didn't see the trade, uh, in time to accept it. And then the owner still wanted to make a trade later in the day. Sent us another offer. It's a shit team I shared with my brother. Made us another offer. I didn't like that offer. I said, let's just do the original offer. And he was like, okay. You could just left it there. I would have accepted it. <laughs> Gotta love that. Gotta yeah. love when, uh, when Azer trades get proposed to you. Uh, let's do some selling, some selling high. Who are we selling high on, guys? I'd see if somebody would want to take Demarius Thomas off your hands, you know, after two good games for him. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good call. Not a lot of targets, but he's gotten the touchdowns lately. And tough matchup this week against the Cardinals. Uh, Heath, sell high? I'm going to say Julian Edelman after the touchdown. And I, I know that this will not be well received, but I just don't, Unless last week was just an anomaly with the Josh Gordon thing, and he's only going to see five or six targets a game. I think the Patriots are going to run the ball enough to where Brady averages about 35 passes a game, and Edelman can't be good at seven targets a game. All right, yeah, so why don't we get into your your stat that you gave me that you wanted to share on the show today. Do you have it there? I do. Okay, great. Um, Can you read it? Yes, Patriots target share since Julian Edelman returned. James White, 26.5%. Julian Edelman, 20.2%. Gordon, 16.5%. Gronkowski, 14%. Hogan, 10%. Other, 12.8%. I think we all agree that Rob Gronkowski is not going to live at 14% for the rest of the year. We all think he's a buy-low. If he's at 14% the rest of the year, he's not a buy-low. 
So that's going up. The thing about Edelman, if Brady throws 35 passes a game, 20% is obviously seven targets a game. The last four years, he's been in between 9.4 and 9.9 targets per game. For a guy that is a low yards per reception guy and not necessarily a high touchdown guy, those two targets matter a lot. Yeah. All right. Jamie, you want to react? I mean, I I think it's just a matter of what this offense will eventually evolve into. I still think he's going to be in that nine target range. And I mean, look, I Heath, I don't. I've really very little interest in Edelman in non PPR. Um, not that he's been a PPR stud by any means, even though I called him that after his first game, but that was more of a joke. Uh, but in PPR, I'm still hopeful. But yeah, he probably he definitely needs more than seven targets. We need him to get like seven catches. That'd be nice. And the bar well, is raised at wide receiver too. Well, and the key is going to be is how many part of it. Part of the key is how many times does Brady throw? If we're seeing Sony Michelle is getting twenty plus carries every week, like he has as of late, it's just going to be hard for that be that many targets to go around. Yeah, it's interesting. Edelman hasn't played a road game yet. Their defense is not nearly as good on the road so far. They've only played two road games, but they were terrible in both of them at Jacksonville and at Detroit. Four of their next five games are on the road. Does that do anything for you? This will be, I think this is, there's two teams, the Patriots and Tampa Bay, that I feel like we know the least about in terms of where the targets are going to go. And so I think there's a big weeks for learning about both of those offenses. All right. I suggest selling high on two players, although I have questions about both. So I will let you make the final determinations. <laughs> Um, Eric Ebron, who is the number one tight end in non-PPR, number two in PPR right now, behind Zach Ertz, I believe. And Drew Brees. So it's simple with Ebron. It's just they're going to get healthy and, um, you know, Doyle. Like, like the two games that he played with Jack Doyle, he played 37 snaps. He played 40 fewer than Jack Doyle in week one, and he played uh, 43 fewer than Doyle in week two. Um, and then Doyle got hurt. T.Y. Hilton's been hurt as well. So I just think targets go down. He's been, I don't want to say lucky with touchdowns. I mean, we know Andrew Luck, the, the hesitance I have is that he, Andrew Luck throws to tight ends. Andrew Luck gets touchdowns to tight ends. Ebron could be that guy. He scored a tight, he scored a touchdown in both weeks one and two with Jack Doyle. But the targets were low. So that's why I say sell high on Ebron and Breeze. It's just, you know, it's the Ingram thing. He threw 29 passes last time out. He was amazing in them, but he wasn't very good last year. He was the number 11 quarterback in fantasy last year. He averaged 19.25 points per game. Right now, if he had done that in six games, he'd be the number 18 quarterback in fantasy. So what do you think? Ebron, Breeze, would you sell either one? Breeze for sure, just because of the position that he plays. You know, I, I mean, I would sell Mahomes. All right, so I, I, I guess I, I should. But I mean, you're, you're right. It, it, it's not. I'm just saying, like the the position lends itself to trying to get value where you can at other positions. But yeah, there there's a, a sample size of what Breeze will look like or could look like, given his run game and right. given his defense. Now, the, I think really it's more about the defense than it is so much the running game, because if the defense continues to be a little bit leaky, and they're in these shootouts, they can still run the ball. I mean, you saw it. You know, Ingram didn't have, they didn't have a good rushing average, but Ingram still scored two touchdowns, so they can get fantasy production from their backs. Yeah, and no, you heard Sean Payton say that the, the game kind of was, was part of the reason why Kamara didn't have the touches that he had. Yeah, and they, they only have four home games left, uh, not including week 17, but they've got, uh, I think two indoor games, 
on the road. Uh, maybe just one. Um, but they have, but at, like his playoff schedule is ridiculously amazing. At Tampa Bay, at Carolina, and Pittsburgh. The problem is two of them are on the road. He's not great there, but Tampa Bay can't, is obviously terrible, and Carolina is a pretty bad pass defense too. Home against Pittsburgh in week 16 could be great for you. If you get we just got, hurt. we just got an email, um, just ca- caught my eye. Do you trade Breeze? This is from Seth. Do you trade Breeze for Cook? I'm assuming Dalvin Cook, straight up. He says his backup quarterback is Jameis Winston. Very, very quickly do that. Exactly. That's- I would, I'd say the same thing with Ebron. It, it's different because tight end's not as good, but tight end I think is getting better. If I can trade Ebron for someone that I think is going to start for me at running back or wide receiver, I do it quickly. But you have to do it though, I think, with the caveat of having OJ Howard or, right. um, you know, Austin Hooper, Vance McDonald, you know, somebody that you can at least pivot to. Like yeah. you, you wouldn't do it. I know you wouldn't do it if you had Trey Burton. No. Yeah. Now, if you uh, need a tight end, Evan Ingram looks like he's going to play this week. He's seventy-three percent owned, maybe seventy-six percent owned, but he might be available in your leagues. All right, that's a little buy low, sell high. Plenty more to come later in the show with that. And um, I asked you, we're gonna try something a little bit different today. I asked people on Twitter. I said, hey, we're gonna we're gonna try to get to as many players as we can. Ask us a simple, direct question about a player on your team. So we're gonna fire through that toward the end of the show and read your emails at fantasyfootball@cbsi.com. Uh, Eye on Fantasy Football is our radio show on Saturday nights. Please check it out, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern. It's a call-in show, so we can hear from you. It's awesome. It's really fun. It's on Sirius Channel 206. It's on CBSSportsRadio.com. It's on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate in some markets. And CBS Sports HQ, man, it's it's great coverage of every sport. Right now, I mean, it's it's obviously playoff baseball. The NBA started. A lot of football. It's fantasy talk as well. These guys, Dave, Jamie, Heath, they're on there all the time. CBS Sports HQ, it's 24-7 streaming, and I watch it on my Roku all the time. So if you have any over-the-top device, download the CBS Sports app and watch HQ. If you grew up loving sports coverage and you don't love it anymore, like me, HQ is for you. Uh, and it's all free. All right, I got three guys for you, three running backs in, in the buy-low or maybe even buy-high spirit. Um, I want to know if you think they can be second-half studs. Run away with the carries in their backfield. Put up huge numbers. Be must-start guys. Carry on Johnson, Aaron Jones, and Philip Lindsay. What do you think about those three? Carry on Johnson, Aaron Jones, and Philip Lindsay. Are we looking at second-half studs with these guys? All three of those guys could be second-half studs. We're going to need something different from all of their head coaches for that to happen. Uh, but absolutely, I would if if anybody was selling low on them. Now a Jones and Lindsay, I don't. I think are going to be easier to buy low on than carry on Johnson probably. I I love Lindsay. I mean I I think he's the guy. I like like, like Royce Freeman's had double digit carries twice this year, and Lindsay got ejected in one of those games. I don't know why he only had four carries last week. That was playing catch up a little bit, but he is so good. The th- the thing that bothers me, I I agree with everything you said, and like in my rankings this week, I've got Lindsay over Freeman, and it. It makes it hard to swallow with what happened last week, but I'm sticking with it. And it's not like Freeman's been bad. I mean, we should give Royce Freeman some credit, but Lindsey has been better. Um, yeah, Jones, I don't know. Jones is better than Williams. We probably all feel that way. They're not turning oh, him loose. Yeah. yeah. So, so who's your favorite of this group? Carry on. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he's the, I think Lindsey's been good. I don't know if, if, He's ever going to fully separate himself from Royce Freeman, but it's not like his touches have been hurt so much. You know what I mean? Whose touches? Lindsey's. He, he here. Like, is, I don't think he's in the same category as these other two guys. 
he's above them or below them? I think just based on what his workload is, he's he's sort of you, you know what you're getting from him. Like there's more that could be attained from the other two guys. How would you rank them rest of season? Uh, I'd probably go Lindsey Johnson Jones. Yep, that's but, how I have them this week for sure. But I I think the ceiling for carry on is better than both of the guys because. First off, Garrett Blunt, I don't think ever going to get a heavy workload. The game where they both had 16 carries, I think, was probably what you're going to see the max for Garrett Blunt the rest of the season. Uh, by the way, I, we haven't talked about Devontae Freeman yet. We're going to do that right now. I want to tell you a fun little story, though. I was uh, doing my waiver wiring yesterday, and um, it's week seven now. So this is the sixth week that I'm doing Tuesday night waiver claims. I just finally realized that one of my leagues is a fab league. I have not made a single bid other than a $0 bid on a player all year. I've Is it a league that we're in together? <laughs> no. Um, I couldn't believe that. I was like, what? This is a, It's asking me for a dollar amount? Is this a fab league? I had 100% of my budget left. What's your record? Five and one. That's good for I you. I think that's part of it. Left. It's a dynasty league with like 24-man rosters, so there isn't that much. There haven't been that many waiver claims, but... I can't believe that. I have not put a bid on what, like a dollar bid on anybody. It's, I don't have never done that before. That's great. And I never will again. Uh, news and notes. Devontae Freeman's on IR with a foot injury. So you can drop Freeman, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. What do you think about Coleman and Ito Smith? Ito Smith is 19% owned. No. no. He's, not, he's not? No, I think he was last night. I checked this morning. It may have been before that updated. Oh, I maybe. believe he's over 30%. I'll tell you right now. Oh, he's 56%. I'm sorry. I swear I checked this morning. All right. You said what number did you say? 19. Okay, because he's 18% started as of now. Maybe maybe I missed that up. But, okay, Edo Smith is 56% owned. Tevin Coleman is obviously universally owned. Um, What do you think about these guys going forward? You're starting Coleman, and Smith should be owned in basically every league. Is Coleman going to be great? Because he really hasn't been. He's he's having a bad year. He's getting you some fantasy points, but it's been disappointing. It's been touchdown dependent. Uh, I I think this though, for this week in particular, it's a high over under. He's gonna get probably in the neighborhood of 15 total touches, and I think that if Sanu and Ridley are banged up, they'll lean on him a little bit more. So I'm confident in him this week more so than I was last week. And Kevin Coleman. Yeah. And yeah. some of the matchups that they've had, I mean. The Steelers' run defense has been good against the run. Yeah, no, they, I, I, they, he has had a lot of tough matchups. The Bucks have been good against the run. They have. They give up touchdowns, but they, they're, they're good in terms of containing the run. And so I, I think you just look at it, the Giants really have not. No, no, they haven't. And so yes, and and they and they've had some offensive line issues too. Plus the the game flow hasn't exactly been you know let's just hand the ball to a guy fifteen plus times. But he doesn't get the workload that he got last year when when uh, Freeman was out. When Freeman was out, he was getting twenty carries a game, nineteen carries a game or so. This year, Ito Smith is definitely you know eating into Edo's, that. He is eating into it. But if you look at just his touches, there's been four weeks that Freeman hasn't played. He had twenty in the first game, seventeen, seventeen, and then eleven in the most recent game. If he's getting 17 to 20 touches, he's going to be a must-start running back every week. Yeah, and and I I was on a podcast last night, Dynasty Podcast, and um, there was a split on on Coleman and whether or not he was going to you know be really good the rest of the season because you know if if Devontae Freeman missed the year and we were drafting Tevin Coleman, like we would probably draft Coleman third round, 
right? Sec, maybe yeah, late second, least. third third round. Exactly. Probably second round. But I mean, he was maybe. going in the fifth round with Freeman healthy. Right. So I don't think people are feeling that way. Maybe some are, but not everybody about Coleman. If you believe in him, I believe that you could get him at a discount. Would you rather have Coleman or the guys we just talked about? Carryon Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Aaron Jones. I'll take Coleman. I think Coleman is probably ha- Coleman probably has a higher floor than those guys, but I think all three of those guys have a higher ceiling. Maybe not Jones, just because of everybody there. Who's a better pickup, Edo Smith or Doug Martin? Edo Smith. Edo Smith. Although Martin is an interesting stash. So is Jalen Richard. Yes. Oh, Richard for sure. Let me let me check his ownership percentage so I don't embarrass myself again. But they're on their bye week. Marshawn Lynch could miss some time with a with a groin injury, and I was right about Richard's <laughs> star percentage in my notes. He's fourteen or ownership percentage. He's fourteen percent owned, and he is so far. Jalen Richard is the number twenty eight running back in PPR. Has not been worth using or starting in in non PPR, but in deeper PPR leagues for sure. Doug Martin's eleven percent owned. Martin's not very good. We know that, but. What's your read on the uh, on the Raiders situation? Well, I mean, first off, hopefully Marshawn Lynch is healthy. That the bye week cures his groin issue. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I think he's having some tests done today or tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, if let's just take it the other side though. If he's out, I mean, that's going to be even uglier than it already is. I would I would lean toward Rashard just because of the way that the games are going to go for Oakland. They're chasing points. We've seen that's when he's been very good in terms of PPR value. Like at this point. If you say Marlon Max healthy for the rest of the season, I would rather have Jalen Richard than Naheem Hines. Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to say you'd rather have him than uh, Marlon Mack. No. no, 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 no. But but I think, you know, if you're just looking at it from those type of running backs, like Richard could be – I don't think he could get to the level of James White or Tariq Cohen, those type of guys, but he could be maybe Chris Thompson. Not not, yeah. not at the highest level of Chris Thompson, but what Chris Thompson typically does. I don't know that there's a PPR league that I would let him be unowned in at this point. Agreed. Jalen Richard. And again, it's he's on their buy he's on the buy, so nobody's after him. He's fourteen percent owned. Uh Josh Allen has a UCL injury according to ESPN. He will miss several weeks. Who do you think plays quarterback for the Bills? I think it'll be Peterman this week and Derek Anderson after that. Uh Quincy Anoma's out three to four weeks with a high ankle sprain. Greg Zerline will play this week, and do you expect these guys? Dalvin Cook at the Jets. Mm. <laughs> exactly. No. Perfect. Okay. No. Uh, Leonard Fournette? No. Uh, no. T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle? No. No. And we do expect Evan Ingram, right? Uh, uh, it's trending that way, yes. Yeah, yeah he's, not, he's not ranked, but... There was this much optimism for him last week. Thankfully, he's got a little longer week this week. Yeah, they got the Monday night game. At Atlanta, and like I said, he's about 75% on Evan Ingram. I, and I do expect that a lot of guys out there are going to be interested in uh, this sponsor I'm going to tell you about. Forhims.com. Forhims.com slash FFT. Go to that URL right now. F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com slash FFT. And check it out. This is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Our offer is about the uh, the hair the hair loss uh, and what they can do to help you out. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. So I'm sure a lot of you that I'm talking to uh, could use a product like forhims.com. And what you're going to get at forhims.com/fft is first of all a big discount, but you're going to get uh well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions that help you keep your hair. This is not 
snake oil. These are prescription solutions backed by science. There's no waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visits. You're going to save hours and money by going to forhims.com slash FFT. You go there, you answer a few quick questions, a doctor will review and can prescribe you, and products are shipped directly to your door. So what you're going to get is this, a $5 offer. You can get a trial month of hymns for 5 bucks right now while supplies last. Go to the website for full details, and I really think you're going to be very impressed with this website. It's really cool stuff for you gentlemen out there. Uh, this would ordinarily cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy, but you can do it for 5 bucks for a month at 4hymns.com slash FFT. 4hymns.com slash FFT. Hey, you know the most consistent player in fantasy is? It's Willie Sneed. You need uh, 11. I don't know. C.J. Beathard's pretty consistent. I guess so. You need 11 fantasy points in PPR. Willie Sneed is your man. 14% owned. Revenge game against the Saints. 49 to 60 receiving yards in five of six games. Five to seven catches in three straight games. I just want to throw a little love out for Willie Sneed, Mr. That's, that's a very good argument for why consistency may be overrated. Why? Because how many of those games have been good? Like it's great None. that he's giving you the same thing every week. Well, it, look, that's, that's I bring a it up four receiver. This week, that would probably be a number three receiver with the four teams on by. I bet you that there are some people that could use a Willie Sneed this week. What I think, think there probably are as well. Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, let's read some emails. Quick round of emails at fantasyfootball.cbsi.com. Jared from Rybrook, New York. Dear Patrick, Willis, Amari, and Kristaps. All teams you like. They're all Those the same, are, uh, same big team. men for the Knicks. Yeah, they're all Knicks. Oh, God. Why do I have to, why do the Knicks have to start their season tonight? Do the Knicks, hey, I've got an important Knicks question. Oh, sure. Do they have any players on their team that would start for over half the other teams in the league? Other than Porzingis? Well, he's not going to play for him this year. He might play this year. He's not going to. Um, Ennis Cantor um, might. Yeah, I, I said the same thing to Heath yesterday. Cantor's the only one. Yeah. Maybe maybe Knox if he's good, but you don't know that. Uh yeah, Cantor's good. Uh Jared's question, what's a fair trade package for Todd Gurley look like? I was offered Mike Evans, Kareem Hunt, and Carson Wentz. Uh not for not just for Gurley, but Evans, Hunt, and Wentz for Gurley, Flacco, and Goodwin. And I'm thinking about well, turning just, it down. Basically it's just for Gurley. Yeah, it is. You gotta take that. Evans and Hunt and Wentz for Gurley? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I would I would probably take that. What is a fair trade pack? If you own Gurley, what would you want? Two starters, two top twenty guys. I, I might, yeah, I might want a little more. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking two. Yes, I was thinking like two players that I would pick in the first two rounds, so that would be top twenty four. So yeah, two top twenty guys that works. Uh, from Matt, can you guys talk more about Leonard Fournette? I'd love to buy low. You should buy low. I mean, the the thing that you got to look at now is what's your record, what's your team look like, and can you get by until week ten? So if you can manage getting by. Until he comes back with maybe going 500 over that's what we week six, week seven. So you have seven, eight, nine, ten. So if you think you go two and two at worst, that's a playoff winning player. He's five and one, this owner. So yes, you make that, you, you try and get him cheap as possible. What you have to do, everybody listening should be trying to acquire Le'Veon Bell, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, anybody that could be second half stars. In what order? They may not be. In what order? In what order? For me, it would probably still be Bell, Fournette, Cook. I would go Cook, Fournette, Bell. But in, in any case, if your team is is headed for the playoffs, 
guaranteed to be in playoff contention. You should be looking at every owner that is, and it's not just those three players though. Every owner that's two and four, one and five. You know, if your team's not gonna, you know, freak out that you're trying to steal their players. I was but, gonna say you might, you need to do it quick too, because yeah. one more week and you can't trade with the right. one sixteen. But but still, you know, their their keeper implications, dynasty leagues, you know, whatever the case may be. Try and take, give that guy two players that can help that or that person two players that can help them now, and you get the stud that they can't play. That will help you in a month. Yeah, it's absolutely. The, it's, the, it's the best way to trade. All right, here's Mike from a town in southwestern Ontario, not named Windsor, and it's London. Dear Wayne, Garth, Cassandra, and Stan Makita. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. I need talking off the fantasy ledge. I'm in three leagues. I've won all of them in various years, and I was happy with my three drafts, but I'm a combined four and 14. In these leagues, I've tinkered with starting lineups, made trades, played waivers. Nothing seems to work. As seasoned fantasy football veterans, I'd love to hear how you guys deal with having teams that, no matter what you do, seem destined to wallow in the basement of your standings and your fantasy hearts. There's not much you can do. No. I, like I've got 19 teams, but the one that probably matters to me the most, I, I've got – I'm 2-4, and four, and I've got just like one of the best teams I've ever had. And sometimes that just happens. It's It's very frustrating. I'm sorry. The two and four team's not out of it. No, two and four, you're, you're okay. The rest of them are. You got to win this week, but two and four, you're okay. Um, play Fanduel. That's what I recommend. Ser- <laughs> no, I'm good, serious. Good like, it is a great thing about Fanduel. Like, if you're just frustrated with your teams, get on there and get a new team. Fanduel.com/slash/fft. AJ from Haverhill, Massachusetts. My brother wants to trade me Michael Thomas for Adam. Thielen. I believe it's Haverhill. Probably they don't pronounce anything right in Massachusetts. They do not care about phonetics. Wor- worse Worcester. Are you kidding? Who spells Worcester, Worcester like that? Ridiculous. Worcester. Did you watch that game last night? Man, the Red Sox are on fire. Uh, I did not watch that game. I started watching a movie called Hereditary, and we have a baby, so we are now learning that there's no way we can watch a two-hour movie in one sitting. This will probably be a two- or three-night event. Uh, it's a very disturbing movie so far. Don't spoil it, anybody. I'll, I'll report back when I'm done. Uh, he wants to know who would you rather can't have. Wait. People like movie reviews. Michael Thomas or Adam Thielen? From half, you? Half PPR. Yes, from me. Adam Tom, Thielen. Thomas or Thielen, half PPR. Um, I think I might take Thomas just because his bye week has passed. Sean wants to know, Philip Lindsay or Tariq Cohen this week? PPR. Cohen. Lindsay. Richard Hong from La Crescenta, California. Dear hefty, brainy, grouchy, and clumsy. I don't know them. Those are part of like the 14 dwarfs, maybe. Um, why is Heath so much lower on the Lions DST than Dave and Jamie? He's lived in South Florida long enough. He's become a Dolphins fan. I am a Dolphins fan. <laughs> I don't think the Lions defense is good at all. Like I understand the appeal of going against Brock Osweiler, and I may be a little bit too low on them. I focus a lot more on the top 12 or 13 of my DST rankings than I do after that. But um, I, I just I think their defense is bad. Jamie, why are you higher on them? Uh, Brock Osweiler. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> or or an injured Ryan Tannehill. Either way, I think it's a win-win for the Lions. Apparently. Plus, they're coming off their bye week, and you have Matt Patricia who faced Adam Gase twice last year, so he'll know what his offense is going to look like. Someone told me that one of the uh, sports radio hosts in South Florida was saying that Brock Osweiler should be the starting quarterback. Oh, I'm sure that's a popular sentiment it's when you're coming off of an upset win. Ridiculous. Ri- 
ridiculous. It's it's, it's not that ridiculous because Ryan Tannehill is awful too. No, you think everyone's awful. He's not awful. He's not great, but he's fine. Heath hates everyone. Heath, you know what? Mostly you. It's time to kick people out of leagues, Heath. I know you love doing that. Let's regulate. Part one. One regulators here and more later in the show. This is from Joey in a town that pitched a shutout, but his opponent started their defense. I don't really know what that means. That's uh, probably the Titans or Tennessee. No, maybe. Dear John, Sonia, Ruth, and Neil. Those are Supreme Court justices. By the way, the other ones were Smurfs in uh, the previous email we read. Latavius Murray was a free agent at game time on Sunday. This isn't so much a regulators as a league rules question that I want to get your opinion on. Latavius Murray was a free agent at game time on Sunday. As the Dalvin owner, I wanted to pick him up, but he was on waivers since Murray was dropped over the weekend. Shouldn't all players be eligible to be on some roster by game time? I understand there being a period of waivers no matter what, but surely that should end by 12.59 on Sunday morning. Uh, also, I lost by three points, so maybe I'm just bitter. So less of a regulator is more of a, where do you stand on that? Because I have played in, in leagues like that where you can pick up anybody, anytime. And I don't know, maybe it doesn't make sense to have people be on waivers if they get dropped on Saturday. No. What, what? What was that? No. No what? You don't agree with me? I don't agree with Joey. Sorry, Joey, you lost. Why? What's the logic behind that? Team. What's the logic behind that? Because there is a certain period of time that every team gets to make a bid on a player, and that shouldn't be shorter just because it happens on a Saturday. There's no bid here. It's free agency. It's just waivers and free agency. You you make a cl- you still make a bid. You make a claim. Well, for a player that's dropped, you do. For a player yeah. that's not this player dropped, was dropped. You just pick him up. I wouldn't mind that turning that off on Sundays. Because we always say, hey, if you want to, if if you don't want to lose the Bears DST, wait till Saturday night and drop them. Well, I know you wouldn't mind it because you love ha- you have a baseball league like that too, where you turn it off every Monday morning before the game start. Correct. But then you always get the best waiver claims. That's because so you're false. the one turning it off. And so then you incredibly false. I always wait. In fact, I am so incredibly fair. I I, I, as I, can, a I can vouch for that because we share the team and we will have discussions on Monday morning about how long sh- you have to wait. <laughs> no, not how long we should wait, but we do make it a, a point to say, okay. Uh, let's wait half hour, an hour, at least give everybody an opportunity to, to, right. to do it. So it's not all of a sudden he flips the switch and then we grab the guy we want. You're lucky I'm a commissioner, Heath. Like I'm the best commissioner you've ever had. The most fair for sure. Uh, I don't know about that. I do. All right. <laughs> you're not the, you're not the best. Maybe the most fair. The most most fair. forgiving. You're the most forgiving. Forgiving. I yes. am the I, most I don't forgiving. think I've ever required your services. I'm not the best, but I am the most forgiving. Jamie, I will where, say this. I'm in one league where Heath is the commissioner and sometimes there are people in the league that get a little bit lapsed. And when he is hard on them, he's hard on them. But he does let the, he lets the rope go quite a bit until oh. he pays attention to it. <laughs> Jamie, what do you think about this? Should should free should players be available to be picked up on Sunday morning? Or are you cool with them staying on waivers? No, I I think there should be a, a time where you can pick up guys on Sunday morning. Like I, I know there's um I had to do it this past weekend where um we run uh waivers uh through Saturday night. You can't make any pickups on Sunday. Some guy for whatever reason forgot that he needed a kicker. And ask me, can you do it? And I, and I make it very clear. If if there is a situation where you're out of town, you have some you know family something something going on. If you send me an email well enough in advance on Sunday morning, I will make the ad drop for you. But it's got to be certain situations. Right. But what if I got the Bears DST this week? I don't want to start them. I drop them on Sunday morning. 
That they'll, they'll, if anybody drops, should go on waivers. Okay. If right, anybody's available, you should be able to pick them up. But anybody that's dropped Saturday night should go through the waiver process. Okay. So sorry then, Joey. Uh, to to uh, I I I'm open to suggestions, but I can't say I fully agree that Latavius Murray should have been available. Joey, you lose, and you have been regulated. Damn it, I missed it. All right, let's talk about Indochino, everybody, and then we're going to preview Denver at Arizona, and then we're going to read a whole bunch of your tweets and look at some schedules and stuff like that. Um, all right, so Indochino, I got an Indochino suit. Not even close, best suit I have. Not even close. Not just best suit, but just like a purchase that I made that I just feel so good about, something I'm extremely excited to put on, extremely excited to wear. And it's not just suits now. Now the company is expanding into casual clothing with made-to-measure chinos. Indochino chinos. You gotta love that. You're just gonna look and feel better when you're wearing something that fits you perfectly, that looks sharp, that people are like, ooh, that's really nice pants. So check out the chinos on Indochino.com. What you're gonna do is go to Indochino.com and use the promo code FFT at checkout. And this will get you a major discount on a suit. You really need a suit like this. Guys, you gotta have a premium suit. They are 50% off with the promo code FFT. Any premium suit for $359 at Indochino.com with the code FFT. 50% off, free shipping. It's really easy to do. You go to the website, you pick every detail of it, you submit your measurements, you get your suit, and you use the code FFT. And they've got the casual clothing as well. The uh, made-to-measure chinos are going to become your go-to pant. You can pair them with a suit jacket, whatever you want, a sweater, and they start at $79. Indochino.com, promo code is FFT. Make it happen. Denver at Arizona, your stat of the game. Denver has gone from first to worst in yards per carry allowed since last year. Last year they allowed the fewest yards per carry, not just to running backs, but to all positions, running backs, quarterbacks. And this year they are worst. And they have pretty similar personnel. It is strange. Uh, that said, <laughs> like or love David Johnson this week? Love. Absolutely love. Heath? I must start. I like him a lot. I would start him over Zeke. That's how much I love him. I would not do that. Wow. Um, who is your favorite running back in this game? Oh, David Johnson for sure. Okay. Who's, Roy your, who's your second favorite? <laughs> <Liar>. <laughs> who's your second favorite? Phil Lindsay. Lindsay. Okay. I mean, we Adam, you and I had this conversation uh, yesterday. I told you if this was a Sunday game, Lindsay would be our start of the week. Yeah. I just don't like to use the guys on Thursday night for – more of our content purposes, but uh, I think Lindsey's going to have a fantastic game. Yeah, uh, the Cardinals give up the fourth most. Uh, the Cardinals give up the most fantasy points to running backs, and they've been. You know, at one point it was just like, well, they give up a lot of carries, not so bad on a yards per carry basis. That's not the case anymore. And the Broncos give up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs, but five point nine yards per carry to running backs, and they've been terrible three weeks in a row. Three 100-yard rushers, two 200-yard rushers, 677 rushing yards, two running backs in their last three games. It's the Broncos. So we like the running backs in this game. Um, what about Royce Freeman? Like, is he a start? I think he's a flex. You know, it's hard to get behind him just because if they do, for whatever reason, start to trail or he does not score, you're kind of stuck because he doesn't do anything in the passing game for the most part. But, I mean, again, you have four teams on a bye and he's probably going to get a decent workload. It's not like the Cardinals. I agree with Heath. This is a good week for Christian Kirk. It's not a bad week for their passing game as a whole, You know where Josh Rosen could probably get you. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets you around 250 and 2. 
So wow, you know, I don't know. I, has he even? I'm just saying. Okay, yet? let me let me retract it. I, I think the Cardinals can score. Yeah. So if the Cardinals score, the Broncos could wow. be chasing points, but that's probably a stretch. Like this, this feels like a low-scoring back-and-forth type of game. So Freeman should stay involved. He had 240 passing yards last week, Josh Rosen. So I didn't realize that. Yeah, I think um, Freeman is right in that Edo Smith, Austin Eckler range for me. And Li- Lindsey or Coleman? Lindsey. Ah, uh, Coleman. Lindsey or Christian Kirk? Lindsey. Uh, Lindsey. Yeah. Rank the three wide receivers in this game. No. Sanders, Kirk, Demarius. Uh, yes, I agree. So the Cardinals allow the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, they did not allow a touchdown to a tight end in any of their first four games, but the last two games, Trent Taylor scored 61 yards in a touchdown. Adam Thielen had a huge game, 123 yards in a touchdown. Yeah, and Diggs was bad. Diggs was bad. Um, Cup was bad. I guess he had like six for 60. Robinson was bad. Baldwin and Lockett were bad. Cooks was good. Really good. 15 points. Woods was solid. So it's been a little up and down, but overall they're, they've been very good against wide receivers. Thoughts on the Broncos guys? I just think Sanders is the guy, and the most likely thing that happens to Demar- Demarius is he sees Patrick Peterson for 70% plus of his snaps. So we're calling him a sit this week. 100%. Yeah, for sure. So you'd start like Michael Crabtree over him? Yes. Yeah. You'd start Carrion Johnson over Demarius? Yeah. Yes. Carrion Johnson or Emmanuel Sanders? I'll start Sanders. Sanders is safer, but the the ceiling is so high for Carrion Johnson this week against the Dolphins. They've been so bad against running backs lately. So David Johnson's a must start. Philip Lindsay is a probably start. He's a No, he's a must start. Yeah, I call him must start too. Well, okay, but he's There's not, three must start guys. He's not There's a top Johnson. 15 running back, so Huh? He's not a top 15 running back. He's high enough. He's, okay. he's a must start. Top 20. Yeah, you're 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 stretching that one. Well, he's no, I I would love to see what his star percentage is going to be. I mean, when I looked last night when I was writing Start Sit, it was like in the 60s. That's must start? Well, I don't know how many people have actually set their lineups yet for the weekend, but yes, he's a must start. That's an interesting question. Is must start determined by whether people all start him or whether we say that it's must start because of where we have him ranked? I just think that because Philip Lindsay was a waiver wire pickup, there are going to be a lot of teams that have two running backs that rank higher. That's all, but fine. Philip Lindsay's a must start. We're splitting hairs. Um, go ahead, Jamie. They're three, they're three must start guys are David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, and Emmanuel Sanders. Okay. Avoid the quarterbacks, avoid the tight ends. Yes. Which DST do you like better? Cardinals. Yeah, everybody's got the Cardinals higher. Well, Dave has the Broncos higher. And if the Cardinals are still out there, they play San Francisco the following week. And I know the 49ers look good against Green Bay, but the two previous weeks, they were not good. Heath does not like either DST here. Wow. They're fine. You don't, have, you don't even have them in their top 15. I just moved the Cardinals to 15th. Are you happy? <laughs> top 14. Not, not in my All top right. 14. All right, that will conclude that game. So, let's see. Let's do some schedule analysis. I'm going to tell you players that I think have good schedules going forward, and you react. Then I'll tell you players who have bad schedules, and you'll react. Then I'll tell you players that I'm not sure about. Cam Newton, you know, it occurred to me, who are the easy matchups for a quarterback? Three of them play in the NFC South. Falcons, Saints, and Bucks. Cam Newton must have a great schedule. Oh, he does. It might not be until three weeks from now. At Philadelphia this week, Baltimore, 
great against quarterbacks in two weeks. And then Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh, at Detroit, Seattle, which is actually number one against quarterbacks. They haven't played great ones. At Tampa Bay, at Cleveland, New Orleans, and Atlanta to finish the season, and then at New Orleans in week 17. So Cam Newton, great schedule. Russell Wilson has a very good schedule down the stretch. Niners, Vikings have been bad. They could be better by then. At San Francisco again, Kansas City. So weeks uh, 15 and 16 are San Francisco and Kansas City. That's one. Where is the Minnesota game? Home. Okay. Uh, Baker Mayfield, we know he has a good schedule right now. Next four weeks, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Atlanta. Amazing. Uh, I'll start with those uh, three. Cam, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield look like they have favorable schedules either right now or in the playoffs. Or let's say down the stretch. Yes. Maybe after Carson Wentz has a big week for us this week, we can drop him and pick up Wilson to stash for the playoffs. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I mean, does anything really jump out at you here? The fact that Cam Newton plays in the NFC South, they have three of the worst pass defenses in, yeah, in the uh, NFL. The hard right. thing with Cam is who's nobody's, he's not available. We'll trade. Yeah. Trade. You could, tr- yeah. Or just don't trade him if you own him. You know, sure. Well, I mean, I mean, Heath has sort of told you every time this comes up, you just start him every week and kind of take your lumps when those bad games come up. Couple running backs with good schedules: Matt Breida and Lashawn McCoy. I think has a pretty good schedule down the stretch. It, t- it takes a while for him to get there, but he could be good late in the season. Um, like he has the, the Jets, Detroit, and New England in the fantasy playoffs, and Miami the week before. Miami's been terrible against running backs, but Breida. Rams at the Cardinals, Oakland, Giants, and then a bye at Tampa. It, it's pretty good for Brita going forward. Um, what do you, anything there with Brita and McCoy, guys? Uh, where's McCoy playing? <laughs> you know, that's the, the bigger question I think right now is because once he gets through the trade deadline, if he's still in Buffalo, I think he's just kind of the same thing. You know, if you think they're going to be in games, if with Nate Peterman or Derek Anderson, if Josh Allen, they could shut him down if McCoy? this elbow's not right. Oh, Allen, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if he's still with the Bills, I'm not very encouraged by McCoy. I, I I know the last two weeks have looked good, but they have to be playing with the lead or in competitive games. Yeah. This week could be one of them. Well, what so about Brita? Do you buy into a good schedule there? Upcoming, it's pretty good. Yes. Yeah, because it, it, it's the same argument I had for McKinnon. It's the system. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Shanahan produces good running backs. Yeah, and C.J. Mostert or Raheem. Um, you just can't get away from C.J. Spiller ever. No, or Bethard. <laughs> Maybe he's, can you look up his ownership percentage, guys? Bethard? No, most. Mostert? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sproles? Spiller? <laughs> Bueller? Bad schedules for quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson, uh, based on fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. Jacksonville, Miami, Denver, a bye. His next four weeks. Nobody worse than Denver's, uh, in their 11th, uh, in fantasy points allowed to, fan- to quarterbacks. And um, at Washington after that, that could be okay. Then Tennessee, Cleveland, it's, it looks rough for uh, for Watson. And Mahomes. Mahomes actually has five matchups against top 11 defenses. And in the fantasy playoffs, he gets number two Baltimore and number one Seattle. Uh, also the Chargers. I, I think yeah. you, you missed your sell high window on Watson. Because the, the he's starting to get beat up a little bit behind that offensive line. The chest injury two weeks ago. Seven fantasy points against Buffalo. You mentioned the schedule. He's gonna have a rough day this week. This week against uh, Jacksonville. Um, and Mahomes, look, you could still trade him. 
and get something good, if not great, in return. But you're not going to get anything as great as you ha- could have after those first few weeks of the season. He, I would ride it out with him though, if you if you need to. But Watson, I would still try and look for a backup option just in case. Yeah, most most um, at eight percent. Yeah, a little under own, a little under own there. Andrew Luck, upcoming schedule. Five of his next six games are against teams in the top eight in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. That does not include his bye week. So he's got Buffalo this week. Uh, they've been great against Cousins, Rodgers, and Watson lately. At Oakland should be good. Then a bye. Then Jacksonville, Tennessee, Miami at Jacksonville. Tennessee might not be great against quarterbacks. They haven't faced good competition, but, you know, Jacksonville should be tough. He's got them twice, and Miami's been very good against quarterbacks. This is a, this is a very tough schedule for Andrew Luck. Five of his next six games. You almost welcome those tough matchups for him. You do? Not necessarily in terms of the defenses, but more so the offenses. Yeah, unfortunately, they're not necessarily offenses with good offenses. With the, the Bills, that the Jets weren't either. I, I don't know. I thought that he wouldn't throw as much last week, and then he threw a couple pick sixes, or at least one, and so then they were playing from behind, and he did. I, I'm a little worried about luck over the next six weeks. I feel about luck the same way you feel about Cam. You just start him every week. All right, I'm going to skip the rest of the schedule analysis and we get to the interesting stuff. Let's read some tweets about players. All right, I want to thank everybody for helping us out, giving us some content here. Hopefully this goes well. Let's do it. Rapid fire. So uh, people want to know what we think about some of their fantasy players. I'm not going to say the names of the tweeters, just the names of the players. Uh, Jarvis Landry, go. Must start guy this week. And, going, and for the next month. Going, okay. Uh, is D.D. Westbrook startable in non-PPR? Depends on your team. Low influx. Will Andrew Luck be good enough to be my only quarterback rest of season? Yes. No. Oh. He hasn't had his bye yet. <laughs> Come on. Other than that, I'm, I'm worried about that schedule. I think he will finish the season ranked as a top 12 quarterback. I th- I will probably not start him against Jacksonville, and I don't love starting him against Buffalo. Uh, will Larry Fitzgerald ever be the Larry Fitzgerald of last year? No. No. Rest of season, Hilton or Landry, PPR? Landry. Hilton. Is Devontae Adams really a top five wide receiver this year? Yes. No. What? No? He's a big red zone target. He is. I just, I'm not going to put him, um, ahead of Adam Thielen. I'm not going to put him ahead of, uh, yeah, it's, Michael Thomas. It's, fair. it's totally fair. Antonio Brown. You don't think Thomas starts to downturn a little bit? He may downturn a little bit. Devontae Adams, second most red zone targets in the NFL. He okay, so redrafting right now, Adams or Odell? With these guys. I'll still take Odell. Oh, interesting. He, Jamie? I'll take Adams. Uh, is Corey Clement worthy of a flex? Absolutely. Yes. Better stash for next year, Tevin Coleman, Gio Bernard, or Edo Smith? Uh, Tevin Coleman. Uh, is Jordan Howard worthy of a flex play at this point over someone like Demarius Thomas? Definitely. Yes. Will James White be a set and forget RB2 in, in PPR rest of season? Yes. He's an RB1. Uh, Jordan Howard for Doug Baldwin, straight up, half PPR. Who wins? Baldwin. Oof. Oof. Push. <laughs> Jordan Howard for Doug Baldwin, okay. Rest of season, Wentz or Stafford? Four point per passing touchdown. Uh, Stafford. Wow. Stafford. Wow. Okay. Uh, better rest of season in PPR, or best rest of season in PPR. Brita, Collins, Thompson, Duke Johnson. 
Brita. Brita. What should you do if you own Ingram and Kamara? Start them. Yes. What do you think of Chris Thompson going forward, assuming his injury clears up? It's a big assumption. Start in PPR, flex, and non-PPR. I think Chris Thompson will probably have another three or four games where he's a top 12 running back in PPR, and he'll probably get hurt again. Would you be all right with Jameis Winston as your only quarterback rest of season? Yes. Yes. Where do you rank Rick Mixon rest of season in running backs? Top 10. Top 12. Is Hayden Hurst worth rostering? No. Not in a redraft league. Half PPR rest of season, Philip Lindsay or Aaron Jones? Lindsay. Lindsay. Start Brita or Clement rest of season, standard scoring? Brita. Brita. And a few more. Evan Ingram or Greg Olson rest of season? Olson. Olson. Can I count on Royce Freeman in a 10-team non-PPR league? No. Uh, No. Is Tariq Cohen an RB2 rest of season? Yes. Borderline. What are the chances dropping Kenyon Drake will come back to bite me? Uh, 30%. 45. That was a fun segment. I like it. We gotta do more of that. That's good stuff. Right, right? Aren't you guys? Yes. Oh, it was really fun. Yeah, it was great. You know what else is great? Regulate. Here we go. This is from Joe. Two members of my league benched their entire lineups for no real reason. They were playing each other and did not want another loss. Was I wrong to put players in their lineups and lock their teams for the week? I know Heath will say to kick them out. So they took a tie? Yeah. Well, they were trying to anyway. And then he put, he made lineups for them and locked their lineups. The tie helps both of them? I guess. It's not a loss. This is very weird. I've never heard this before. Yeah, it's so stupid. So, the, they, I don't understand at all, but I would absolutely kick both of them out of the league. <laughs> and you were wrong for putting players in their lineup and locking their teams for the week. So, they have the commissioner they deserve, it sounds like. Wow. There's no gray area with Heath. I love it. All right. Let's, uh, let's do some more regulating. This one is from David. I've been playing in a 12-team PPR league with loose acquaintances for 15 years. This past week, a 1-4 team dropped Le'Veon Bell for Ito Smith. Ooh. Yeah. The team who claimed Bell was the second-place team, 5-0 and at the time, and the James Conner owner. This feels like collusion to me. But, of course, I have no insights as to the details or any agreement. The 5-0 and team had highest waiver wire priority. What should David do? Um, We get... Trades like this from time to time, um, or hear about trades like this from time to time where you know you're first on waivers. And so you make some sort of agreement where I'm going to do this and do that and then drop this guy. Right. I wonder if that's the case. No, it doesn't seem to be. Just, he just dropped him? Just dropped Bell for Ito Smith. I can't really call it collusion, though. I don't know if it's collusion. You don't know if it's collusion. And there's not enough evidence here for me to say it's collusion. Yeah. And I think there's a 35% chance, 40% chance, Ido Smith outscores Le'Veon Bell rest of the season. Under. Way under. Yeah, 20%. But, I, don't, I mean, we've, we've made a lot of proclamations about Le'Veon Bell. I, uh, yeah. He's, he's, he's got zero so far. So. I agree with you in that you can't do anything about it. You know. Uh, from no name. The default roster settings for my league allow for the dropping of bench players after they've already played. 
Can you believe that? What a terrible league, by the way. So after dropping a couple players who had already played for Monday Night Football players, a couple of owners took issue with it. One owner even said, I should be kicked out of the league. I commission a different league on this platform, and bench players locking is a toggleable setting. Toggleable? Did I say that right? I propose that the rule should not be retroactively applied, nor my roster adjusted, but that a mid-season rule change could be put to a vote in which I would abstain from. My fate could be in your hands, regulators. The guy who said you should be kicked out of the league sounds like a cool guy. (laughs) But I don't think you've done anything wrong. You were following the rules. I think it's perfectly reasonable to have a vote on a rule change now and for you to abstain from it. I should be 100% for a midseason rule change, and no one should be taken off your roster. Uh, uh, right on. Right on. All right, last one. From Leroy. Dear, a Christmas story. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, elf, and diehard. Yeah, yeah. Smart person it. already. Please, for the love of Ricky Bobby, just help us out. We play in a 12-team, very active keeper league. Our commissioner, Perry, he put commissioner in quotes, Sliding Perry here. Uh Uh-huh. Our commissioner Perry completed a trade with some jabroni who shouldn't even have been in the league. Here's the trade with our current rankings. Dumb idiot, 4-1, Perry, receives Thielen. Weaker idiot, 0-5, receives Aaron Jones and Quincy Anunwa. He said it was a trade that will set up the weaker idiot for success next year. He pushed the trade through and in doing so ruined our league. He's a part-time listener, and he hates pizza. Please shame him, or at least regulate. Hashtag shame. Hashtag he hears this. Hashtag Toby from the office. Toby from the office. Uh, love the podcast and hate dumb idiot trades. Toby from the office. I don't get that reference. Um, all right, so dumb idiot gets Thielen. Weaker idiot gets Aaron Jones and Quincy Anunua. What do you think, guys? It's terrible. What do you do when a trade like that is made? I, you don't do anything. I, I mean, it's a bad trade. I'm sorry that you have a weaker idiot in your. No, I shouldn't call him a weaker idiot. You called him a weaker idiot. I don't know what his real name is. Um, Adam made a bad trade here. Adam, but Adam was the weaker idiot. Was he? Or are you just giving a bad name because it's it says name? weaker idiot? Adam receives. Oh yeah, but, yeah, that, okay. but Adam <laughs> writes that in his own notes, so he knows that he has to talk to. Him. <laughs> No, his name is Adam. Well, you know, it is a keeper league. Maybe Aaron Jones is a stud next year. Aaron Jones has a lot of keeper value. Not quite as much as Adam Thielen. All right, so I'm all about calling this guy out on the podcast since he listens. You don't like pizza. You obviously suck at life. Hates pizza. That's the dumbest. That's that's like hating candy, Heath. I don't really know. What if he's lactose intolerant? I think that would have been included in the email. Well, how does he know? Maybe he's embarrassed by it and doesn't like to tell his friends. I mean, he calls the guy weaker idiot. Kind of mean to call somebody weak just because they can't handle cheese. Well, we are out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. We don't have a fantasy feud to play? We don't have a fantasy feud to play. We gotta go by. See you later, Jamie. And for Heath Cummings and Jamie Eisenberg, I'm Adam Azer. We'll get starter sit for the AFC home games tomorrow. See you later.